It's officially like snowy middle of winter. Would you say we have the doldrums? Is that a musical instrument? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We're here, here we again. Are. Here we are. Here we are. This is gear related, a peek under the hood of your, of our, of, of, the, <laughs> of the automotive repair business. Your I auto. am your host, Heather Lee. And I'm your other host, Benjamin Lee. And we're back. Yes, we are. We had a lovely holiday season. We hope you did too. Yes. And thank you so much for sticking in with us with those flashback episodes. We hope that uh, you enjoyed them. Yes, we did. But now we got something new. Yes, we do. New. It's new. New for 2023. Three. I was really hoping that was going to rhyme, but it didn't. New to you and new to me for 2023. Ooh, I like that. That was very no, good. That was terrible. <laughs> we'll call it the uh, uh, new news. Yeah. Okay. 2020, the new news in 2023. New to you and new to me. Just, I think this is going to be an hour long episode if we keep doing that. Sorry. New to you and new to me for 2023. Ooh, 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 I like that. That was very good. What do you have for us? I got lots of fun stuff, actually. Um, so why don't we just kick it right off with uh, something that I thought was very fascinating that's actually been around for a little while, but only in certain states. So you you California listeners, I know you're probably going to say, oh, this is all old news, but you know what? For us, it's all very new. It's new news. Digital license plates. Wait, what? Digital license plates. It's exactly what what it sounds like. Instead of having a metal plate frame, you actually have a digital display that electronically displays your license plate. Okay, but what's like, can you change it? Can you be like, hey, jerk, get off my butt? No, no, see? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, it's funny you say that because I think what you're, what you're really saying is what's the point, right? Right. What's the point? Why? So, here are a couple of uh, here are a couple of pros for said digital license plates. You can display some emergency message. Say somebody steals your car. Oh, right. It says stolen right there on your license oh. plate. So you, you can't even you can't <laughs> even drive it without. Uh, <laughs> this guy's like thinking some girl's checking him out. He's like, hey, and she's like, oh, your license plate says stolen, dork. <laughs> That's funny. We could display amber alerts specifically. I mean, how many times do you drive on the highway and you see one of those signs that says uh, adult missing in oh, blah, blah car yes, with license plate, license blah, blah, plate. blah. So if that car is out on the road, it's displaying that amber alert on the license plate. Well, so a missing adult is different than an amber alert, but yes. Or child stuck in a car. Sure. Yeah. Any kind of alert, really. Child stuck in a car. Child stuck in a car. Child, children get stuck in everything. Children get I stuck in everything. I imagine cars are part of it. Cars are part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you see child stuck in car <laughs> flashing across the lights. Help, like, help, help. <laughs> they're also trackable. So okay. not only does a display stolen, let's say it's stolen late at night and there's not a lot of traffic out on the road, you can the police can track that vehicle and alert them to the whereabouts of said vehicle. So... So there's like a chip on it or something. Exactly. Well, why don't they just put chips on our license plates? Uh, because then they can't display help messages. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering, like, on a just a plain, like, what is it, aluminum license plate, you could probably just flip, 
that right off if you wanted to. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the states that these are being used. And obviously I'd already mentioned California. There are three other states, Arizona and Michigan, Texas, I mentioned, but they're only used on commercial vehicles. Okay. So is this is like potentially coming to a state near you. I think eventually they're probably, I mean, we're going digital in just about everything. Pretty soon your whole car is just going to be numbers that you sit on. I know, but I'm kind of annoyed by this because that sounds like one more battery I'm going to have to pay attention to. They are battery operated or they are hardwired right to the car. There's two Well, if they're hardwired to the car, that's one thing because I, I don't want it to be like, okay, well, your license plate is out. Well, like my tail yeah. lights out. I'm well, not going to look get at that. over for it too. How am I supposed to, like, how am I ever supposed to know that? Like tail lights, that's always driven me absolutely bonkers because I'm using my brakes. I'm obviously in the car. How am I supposed to know that a tail lights out? Well, and that's a good point. Uh, the digital license plate is going to be like anything else on a car that is defective. It's defective equipment, which you could get a ticket for. Yeah. No, I say no. Uh, you're, you're also not going to like this other part. Oh, perfect. They're a little bit more expensive. Of course they are. They're digital. And the renewal fees are monthly or annually. I, th- I thought I saw so one of So now it's like a subscription to your effing yes. license plate. Sorry, I know it's a family show, but <laughs> I should have said the real word. That's ridiculous. I am not paying a subscription because you've already licensed the car. Oh, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to get really mad about this okay. right now. The, the one, okay. In... In light of that, though, there is one good shining little star that you can focus on. You don't have to go into the DMV. Ever? No. You just do it all online, and it digitally downloads your new tag or whatever. What if you buy a new car? If it's transferable? I mean, assuming if that car has a digital license plate on it, or if you can remove your old one and put it on the new car. But then what do you do with the old? Guys, stop it. (laughs) Okay. Um, so the sole distributor of these, there's only one company that makes these. Oh, let's go do something. It's called Reviver. Reviver? Reviver. Reviver? Stop it. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the reason this is in 2023 news is just recently they were all hacked. (laughs) (laughs) See, here's another reason I say no. Now these hackers. So they all got hacked. So, so what okay. Did, oh, but these hackers me. work for revive uh, for Reviver. So they basically said, "Listen, your license plates are hackable. You've got to fix this bug." And they did fix it. But come on, I mean, like any other computer, everything is you hackable. know. Every time you fix, it gets hackable again. So if you've got a digital license plate, sure, that's great. If you can track the car that's stolen, well, what about if somebody is starts tracking you? Right? Somebody starts checking you, or they put something like kind of rude on your license plate. Like exactly, they can. That that was one of the that what things that the hackers (laughs) were able to do is display whatever they wanted on your license plate. (laughs) That's funny, but also I'm not doing that. I don't want a rude word on my car. Right. (laughs) Please. I guess the unless I put it there. (laughs) The only upside is that uh, there's only so many digits you can use. I don't, I don't need Please. a paragraph. <laughs> Welcome all 90s kids. We all know how to make like words on a calculator when you just put it <laughs> upside down. We're fine. Gen X is fine. We got this. All right. So give us your feedback, your thoughts on digital license plates. You know where to find us. Let's move on. Oh, no. <laughs>
Let's talk a little bit about Tesla. It seems like oh, yeah, it seems Tesla. like Tesla is always in the news, right? Elon Musk and Tesla. Well, nothing, nothing boring. I, I want to specifically talk about Tesla because we have a we had a, a, a story come into our shop that I'll get to in just a moment. So that's it's very relatable for me. Um, but they're having a lot of service issues. Okay. And a lot of these issues are, and our customers uh, that come to us with their Teslas, a lot of them, the reason they come to us is, is uh, because they call Tesla to get an appointment and they're, they're over 30 days out. Okay. That sounds fun. Yeah. And if you need a New York State inspection, you need it this month, not next month. Right. right? So I have a question. Yeah. You may have to surreptitiously pause and look this up, but um, how many Tesla, like shops are there dealer uh, the dealership or whatever in rochester in rochester there is one. Oh, good yes they are building a new facility because their current one is very small um but they are building a, a larger one but they're having huge staffing issues i'm sure every and place is. this is one of the reasons why we're talking about it right now is recently in the news uh, Elon Musk has moved a lot of their non-technician personnel, like your service writers, um, admin people. He moved them out into the shop, and they are now working on vehicles. What? <laughs> now, oh, nobody wants that. Yeah, of course, the they're, these non-certified people are doing things like tire changes and stuff like that. They're not... You know, doing your major repair work, but this I, tires are kind yeah. of important. <laughs> yeah, this just goes to show how bad the situation is over there, right? Well, plus, everybody's probably mad at him, and they don't necessarily want to work well, for him. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, that's for a political podcast. No, to get I know, into, but, but <laughs> like, I can see that that happening. You know, people won't go to different stores because of their politics. So, yeah, um, the parts availability is a huge problem. Um, oh no, we had a customer that came in and he wanted his taillight replaced. And we're like, okay, yeah, sure, we can do that. Um, or so I thought, because we seems like that taillights be, on lots of other vehicles. Yeah, seems like it should be a no-brainer. So you call up Tesla and no one answers the phone. Oh, because oh. they're out changing tires. <laughs> yeah. So it, our, my service writer, Matt, in order to get them, because it's all automated, you call the number for parts, service, whatever. See, they all want you to make appointments through your car. They don't want you to talk to a human being. To make a service appointment through Tesla, you actually do it through the car. You so you do your the screen. Frank Sinatra mode. You get a little fire crackling, <laughs> some nice soothing music, and then you book your appointment. All right, cool. Yeah, and while the fire is playing on the screen, a little demon pops up and goes, <laughs> because you couldn't get an appointment. Oh, for a month or two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds fun. That, it sounds great. All right, so we have a customer who will... I went to Tesla to get a taillight assembly. And first of all, I couldn't get an appointment. I tried through the car. wouldn't work. And we're like, okay. So our service writer calls. No answer, no answer. Finally, he gets on his cell phone and calls a different number to buy a Tesla. Oh. And then, magically, he was able to get somebody on the phone. Well, that's the one person that's not in the (laughs) shop now. I'm sorry. I don't really want to buy a Tesla. I'm just trying to get in touch with your service department. I need a part. He says, oh, oh, okay. Well, our parts guy went home at 1130. Um, What? Oh, so I'm going to go get a job, and it's a parts person over at Tesla because those are great hours. So he he says, but he still checks his email. Here's his email address if you want to email him. So we email him, and via email he explains to us, well, you can't buy a Tesla part unless you're an authorized 
Tesla shop or whatever. Oh, they are stupid. People are going <laughs> to stop buying Teslas if they do that. So as a consumer, you can't even get parts for this. As an independent repair shop, what we had to do is apply for for all this. Uh, and you and it, the, the fun fact of this is you have to be a collision shop, which we are not. So wait a second. They want pictures. It hurts my head. They want pictures of your shop, exterior, interior. They want pictures of the how many lifts you have, and they want pictures of your paint booth. Now we are not a collision shop, so we don't have a paint booth. So what did you take a picture? Me of? being me, I set two paint cans in a bay and took a picture of it. <laughs> Let me. Did they? Did they give it to you? Oh yeah, yeah, we got it. And we were <laughs> we were able to order that uh, headlight or rather that taillight assembly for our customer. And you guys put are it on we're the car. a Tesla shop now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should Just see our please, paint booth. Please don't ask us to paint anything, because <laughs> it'll be me out there <laughs> painting it. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, Obviously, there's some issues going on at Tesla. Repair costs is another one. People are complaining that it's so much more expensive to get it fixed at Tesla. Well, and yes, as you, because... as you just heard, it's prohibitively uh, difficult to get it repaired anywhere else. But not for us now. Yeah. So here's <laughs> another crazy. fun one. Then this is what happened recently is we had a customer come in with his Tesla. We were changing some tires or doing something like that. Maybe it was an inspection. Um, and... He said, yeah, there's a problem with my fuel door. And by fuel door, he means the, the door where you plug it in, right? Where you can say the thing and it will open it. Yes, for all of you Tesla owners, the, the butthole. <gasps> <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> um, the problem was you hit the button and it doesn't open. And, oh. and you keep hitting it, keep hitting it, keep hitting it, and then finally it opens. So Tesla has mobile repair people. So he calls. Eventually they come and they see the problem. They're like, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not working correctly. Thank you. But, but your, your car electronically has not registered a problem. So the car doesn't think there is an issue. We can't fix it under warranty for you. He's like, what? But you can see that there's an issue, right? He's like, you know, no, we get it. There, there's something wrong. But until the car says that there's something so, wrong, we can't fix so it. So once the car is completely out of juice because we can't open its... Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was re that's service for you right there. Well, guys, we we should never live in a world where we believe a computer before a human being. That's insanity I, I to that. me. I agree with that. Um, that's where we're we we are going to be killed by robots. Like if we keep <laughs> going down this road. The last thing I will say, um, I won't get too far into it because we got a lot of stuff to cover, but. Uh, Tesla recently reduced their model pricing by like twelve or thirteen thousand dollars. So can you imagine? And there's a lot of people, obviously, that are complaining that bought their car like last week, and they uh, could have saved twelve or thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So they're having a personnel crisis. Um, they're obviously having, having a sales crisis. Yeah. Uh, uh, crisis because they're dropping their models. Yeah, it's not looking good for Tesla right now. Well, I'm telling you, if if I knew it was this difficult. That's what get everybody done, is saying. Not doing it. I don't All care how Tesla cool owners are saying. Had I known, I would have never. And that's never what you want to hear. Mm. Um, so Tesla, you better better pay attention. Yeah, Christmas. Stop focusing on the Christmas light show <laughs> and do some other stuff. All right. Here's a, here's another fun one. Lexus has developed an EV with a fake manual transmission. Oh why? <laughs> 
Is that like the fake no- like engine noise that you can like? Why people? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so an electric vehicle, uh, the transmission, the way it works in there, there's it's basically so stupid. it's basically got maybe one or two gears or however it works, um, and there's obviously I hope you know it how it works. Obviously automatic, right? Okay. Um, so you just scared me but for a second. Toyota, because Lexus is luxury uh, branded Toyota. Toyota thinks that. You still need the thrill of driving, that thrill of the stick shift, regardless that there's only two. It only com, uh, compiles two percent of the market. I'm saying basically, but. if you're under the age of like 35, you probably don't know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> yeah, yep, Most of the people, right? Let's be honest. But there's a video you can watch that, um, that you can watch online of this fake transmission work, and sure enough, there's a guy or a person. You can't really tell if it's a male or female, but there's a person that's shifting. And it's making those engine noises that this car doesn't have. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so if you don't, like, <laughs> let's say that you're weird. Sorry, people who buy this. But that you're weird and you buy this car for the thrill of driving. Mm-hmm. But your sister needs to borrow it. Does she have to use the fake manual transmission? That's a good question. Um, because this car is still in development, it exists, but it does not exist in any vehicle that you can buy right now. I think it should not exist. <laughs> That's my personal... Uh, well, it does come... Like, why? Again, like, I mean, I guess you could trick your kid and make them think that it is a manual transmission and then they can't text and drive anymore. That's true. Um, it does come complete with a fake clutch and a Gosh. fake shifter. And here's the best part. No. If you don't shift it correctly, the vehicle will mimic a stall. <laughs> so you do have to shift it correctly. <laughs> you do, so yeah. So your sister's, you can't, I wonder if you can just flip it off. I would imagine it has to, it would have to have something like that. Why would you even do it? If nobody is buying a manual transmission anyway, why would you buy an EV that has one? Like, is anybody thinking anymore? Uh, yeah, they're just maybe they're just not thinking the the same way that we are. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly not. So that's fun. Clearly not. Wow, this is 2023 is shaping up to be uh <laughs> hilarious. So, moving on, mm-hmm. the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas of 2023 just recently uh occurred and Stellantis Oh, Stellantis. Stellantis, for those of you who do not know who Stellantis is, they are basically the new Fiat Chrysler. Um, There's 16 different manufacturers all in one brand, including Chrysler, Fiat, Alpha, Jeep, Maserati, Ram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They announced a new data collection (gasps) service called Mobile Sites. Wait, I'm sorry. I love it when they call it a service. Right. Like it's for us. They're turning your data into moolah. Not for you. Not for me. <laughs> so this is a big R&D um, uh, uh, announcement that comes. They're, they're developing all of their fleet of vehicles. Every person that owns one of these cars, they're going to collect all that data and hopefully turn it into develop, uh, development of apps, services, or devices to sell to consumers and developers. So more subscription services. This is just another example of how car companies are realizing that your data is worth more money to them than it is the car they're making. Mm. Good stuff. So basically, I mean, I know we did the whole what's my car doing with my data episode. Yeah. What was that? Episode 42. 
So that one kind of delineated where our data goes. But this just, I mean, basically it's, it's saying, okay, this is where you're going. So you go do the school pickup and then you guys go to Target and then you hit McDonald's. And so now they're going to try to, to they're sell tracking, that even yeah. more. And so they're going to sell that to Target and McDonald's and wherever Starbucks and, and yeah, track it all. And the market for data right now is unlimited. Um, there's, there's that, that data is king right now for any company to do any kind of services. They need that data. They need to know what you want, where you are, all that stuff helps them. Right. Where am um, I going to put the new Starbucks? Where am I going to right. need to, oh my gosh. And we, I, I will say this, this is the, the, um, Stellantis has promised that, uh, they will keep your privacy secure. Uh, you know, I don't, you can't though. If you guys are are curious, listen to that episode because it is actually a little creepy. But you can't. Most of these services are opt out. Yes, and that that was the the last thing I was gonna um, say is f- for this segment is that there is an opt out for this. Uh, Stellantis has said you can opt out. Right, but they never tell you that, and then the next thing no, you know, you're driving not. for five years. So just every time you get a new car, figure out the data thing, and then. You can opt out. Yes. I or would, if you want if to, you don't, I don't If know. you don't care that people are selling your data for money, then don't do That's anything. Cool. If, yeah. if, if it bothers you, then find a way to opt out. Right. Okay. So another news, 2023. Honda will be developing a new hydrogen-powered vehicle. Oh, that's been your thing all along, hasn't it? It has been, and we'll, we're going to delve into that. Uh, the, the really cool thing about this new development is uh, they're going to start making it in 2024. It's replacing the Honda Clarity, which was their old um, uh, hydrogen-powered, or we're going to call it the FCEV, which stands for Fuel Cell Electric Vehicle. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that because they're, that the electric part... There's a lot of misnomers when it comes to describing the difference between hydrogen fuel cells and electric vehicles. Okay. The great thing about this one is it's already an existing model, a very popular model, the CRV. Right. Yes. So they're going to take a very popular vehicle, they're going to turn it into a hydrogen fuel cell, and on top of that, it's going to have dual capability. You're going to be able to plug it in. Okay. Now, why this is important. But you'll never have to fuel it up. No, you will. That's the, and that we're, we're going to talk about. Okay. That. So, so you, you can plug it in, but also, but it's not gasoline. No, it's correct. hydrogen fueled. Okay. Correct. Um, so it's a plug in FCEV, which is the first of its kind. It's a model that is already popular. Um, now here's the, here's the one we're going to talk about the problems with hydrogen right now. Uh, there's only basically two places that you can own a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle and it makes sense. And that's California in certain areas and Hawaii on one island. Wait, okay. Because hydrogen is a refuelable source. It's just like a gasoline car in the sense that when you run low on hydrogen, you have to go to the hydrogen refueling station and top off your tank to continue on. Okay. So the only places that this is happening currently that have hydrogen fueling stations are California and Hawaii. So so it's not because of any topographical or climate things. It's just that those are the only two places that have the hydrogen fuel. Yes. Places. Okay. And this is why everybody. This is why if you ever research this on the on the internet, this is why all of your 
detractors or say will say hydrogen will is is just a stupid technology they'll never develop the infrastructure for it just stop talking about it here's why it matters okay well i'm i'm just saying that i literally just drove by target and saw four tesla charging sta- tesla 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 <laughs> non-stick <laughs> That's Teflon. <laughs> Never mind. But I saw a charging station. So clearly we can develop the infrastructure if we want to do it pretty quickly. So and that's that's why that's where the detractors come in. The the charging stations are used based on an already existing infrastructure, the electric grid. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is install a charging in. station, plug it in. You can put these all over the place. Okay. A hydrogen refueling station, you have to dig up the ground, put in a, a, a tank that can hold compressed or liquid hydrogen, um, and it's very expensive. Uh, and so it has to be transported, which is also expensive. So it's yeah. It's so you're not going to get one of these on every ordeal. city corner. But we've talked about electric vehicles before. Yes, we have. What is the biggest problem with giving everybody an electric vehicle car right now today? Well, we're not going to have enough electricity to charge them up. And they'll start on fire, maybe. It's all, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's a couple issues, but... It's all based on the existing electrical grid, which is already having problems. Right, we're already kind of going over what it can provide. Now, a hydrogen fuel celled car produces its own electricity. So oh. you don't need an existing grid to charge this car because it doesn't work the same. There's no battery in this car, which actually makes it a lot more lightweight, oh. a lot more economical. What it does, um, I'm going to refer for all of you science nerds out there. I'm going to read basically description on how this works. Okay. The most common all, type, all the rest of this people just yeah just tune out for a second. It's hum, fine. hum, your favorite song. The most common type of fuel cell for vehicle application is the polymer electrolyte membrane or PEM fuel cell. In a PEM fuel cell, an electrolyte membrane is sandwiched between a positive electrode, otherwise known as a cathode, and a negative electrode, also known as an anode. Hydrogen is introduced to the anode and oxygen from the air is introduced to the cathode. The hydrogen molecules break apart into protons and electrons due to an electrochemical reaction in the fuel cell catalyst. Protons then travel through the membrane to the cathode. The electrons are forced to travel through an external circuit to perform work, i.e. making the wheels go. Right. Then recombine with the protons on the cathode side where the protons, electrons, and oxygen molecules combine to form water. So your exhaust is water. And you can actually reuse this water if you want to. Imagine all the vehicles in drought states just running water out their tailpipes. You could use that to get rid of drought. I'm not saying that's a prop like a. a, a I'm not drinking that. I'm just (laughs) saying. I don't even care if you put a little crystal light in that. I'm not drinking it. But the whole point of this is the car has no battery and it develops its own electricity, so that you don't have to. You don't have to. You can plug it in if you need to. So that's what this. Yeah, the new one. The The new new one one you can plug in if you need to. The brilliant thing about hydrogen fuel cell vehicles is they're the only true well to wheel zero emissions vehicle, meaning they are perfect from the environment. I guess my question is, if if you can plug it in, there's got to be some sort of battery to it. 
Yes, the Honda CRV does have one. a yeah, small battery to it, okay. but it's not like um, it's, it's not, not like, like you're charging Tesla it up or for your, yeah for the 500 miles or whatever you're going to get out right, of it. Right, because the majority of it's going to it's a it's a lot like a, a hybrid in that sense, but the there's no um, combustion engine. It's it's half electric vehicle and half fuel cell electric okay. vehicle. Well, my question is this: like <clears throat> we've talked about hydrogen fuel cells before and it it sounds fabulous so i guess the cost like is is the cost the initial of the infrastructure cost of the infrastructure is the obstacle here it's prohibitively expensive then why are they doing this then why are they making this car just to sell in hawaii and well because i think i think there's a lot of people out there that believe the same way that i do is that the electric grid is unsustainable we don't need to develop more things that use the electricity we need to develop zero emission vehicles that don't use it that well, develop their own I, you don't have to sell me on it i i'm there with you <laughs> but i'm not gonna buy a hydrogen fuel cell car if i can't right. fuel it that, that's exactly. just as dumb yeah for us for us it's not a feasible thing it sounds like for 99 of the yes country it's so why not. are we why are we talking about this right, right now honda um, what are you doing or is it or is it because i mean Honda obviously isn't just servicing the United States of America. So are there hydrogen fuel? Yes. As a matter of fact, there's a, I, I believe other countries. I believe there's one in um, Japan. There's like a, a small city that that's all they use. Oh, um, I believe Toyota was like developing this city. But um, the, the re- one of the other Is reasons. Is it called Toyota 10? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Toyotaville. To- Toyotaville. Um, so we know the only emissions is water refueling. You don't have to charge. You don't have to recharge. You, it's just like a gasoline engine in the sense you go to the hydrogen station, you refill with hydrogen in a couple of seconds, boom, you're on your way. So there's no range anxiety and add to the fact hydrogen is the most abundant resource in the universe. Ooh. All right. Science. (laughs) Um, the other, the other problem with uh, electric vehicles that we talked about um, in episode 83, where we talked about our reliance on foreign countries for electric vehicles, specifically China, that is developing all these. Okay. With hydrogen fuel cells, developing fuel cells is something that we can capitalize on now and develop them in the United States and control our own future there. Right. That would be nice. Now... One of the things that I've, that's got me excited and why I wanted to talk about this is a company called Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus. That does not sound like United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> they, de- they develop supercars. <gasps> now, dis- despite the fact that they develop supercars, that's be- besides the point. Do they fly? They are developing swappable fuel tanks. What? So think about this. This is where I think is almost a stepping stone to get us into that hydrogen fuel cell infrastructure. Imagine that getting gas for your hydrogen fuel cell vehicle is easily as swapping the propane tank on your gas grill. You go to the gas station, you take your empty tank out, they put a new hydrogen tank in for you, off you go. That'd be nice. So well, that, that would be easier than trying to put the hydrogen tanks in the ground exactly. and do all the things. And that would come later because if you could get swappable tanks, you could put them anywhere in the United States. Right. Even just a couple places here and there, more people start buying FCEVs until somebody says, all right, 
these are starting to become more popular. Let's put a fueling station in here. Let's put in another one over there. Because they've mined all of your data and they know where you are. <laughs> they will. Well, people. And this just goes to show you why you should buy a hypercar. I thought you said supercar. So supercar, hypercar, either one. I don't want a hypercar. They're like, ha, 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 where do we go? <laughs> but yes. That's cool. I like that cell idea. EVs, people. Get on board with this. I know you can't buy one, so I don't know why I'm telling you this, but... Do it. Do it. Oh, wait. Wait. Do it when you can. Well, that's cool. But I will say that Rochester Institute of Technology does have a hydrogen fueling station. It's not open to the public, RIT. Come on, tigers. But... Do this thing. There you go. Well, I like it. I don't know. So so there's some cool stuff. There's some stuff I say absolutely not to. But, all right. That's what's new in 2023. Gosh, it, it just in it's been like not even three weeks yet, and here we are. <laughs> Give us another three weeks, we'll be back. <laughs> Anything uh, that you guys have learned about that we haven't covered here, we want to know. Yes, let us know. You know where to find us. You can get a hold of us on our website. That's gearrelated.com. Email us at gear uh, contact at gearrelated.com. You can shoot a message to me on Twitter if I stay on there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's at Schoen Auto. S-C-H-O-E-N. Facebooks, Instagrams. All that good stuff. So please, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Until then. Don't shout at us. Later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>